Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very interesting show here today. Let's broaden our minds. I want a cheeseburger. I want a milkshake. I want table parts. And entertainment. And I can. There is an academic type of word I can apply. Verisimilitude. Holy moly. I'm hot today. This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. I'm Kevin Hart, and yes, we do have a great show for you today. We're going to have Way Out Wednesday, of course. After that, of course, we have Bottom of the Bargain Bin with Android Cop. And then Gus Gordon joins us again to talk about the new production of Songs for a New World, which will be coming to the Hoagland Center for the Arts in a very interesting way. But first, Sheila Walk from the Springfield Area Arts Council talks about Artist on Adams. Tell everybody uh, what it is you do, your position with arts in the community. I am the executive director at the Springfield Area Arts Council. Our office is in the basement of the Hoagland Center for the Arts. We're a local nonprofit, oh, getting close to 45 years old now. Nice. Um, our service area, Sangamon and Menard County, and our tagline is enriching the community through the arts. Yes, it's wonderful. And you guys definitely do. Uh, do that. How did you uh, come into this position? When did you first start doing this here in, uh, in Springfield? I've known about the Springfield Area Arts Council ever since I moved to Springfield in 1985 because I was a regular attendee at First Night Springfield, mm -hmm. that New Year's Eve celebration of the arts. Then um, I came to Springfield to teach high school at Ursuline Academy. When it closed, I went off in search of a second career, landed here uh, as helping with one program, and then the Arts Council hired me to help with other programs, then to run with other to run other programs, and now, uh, along with a good board of directors, I run the Arts Council. Great. How, um, before we get into, um, what's going on this week and coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, how has this, uh, pandemic, this, I know greatly this has affected the arts, how has it affected, uh, what you've been doing, uh, with the Arts Council? In a typical summer, the Arts Council would produce five concerts weekly, free to the public. That safely can't happen yet. Uh, until now. Now we found a way to do it. We would have had Uptown Friday Night Jazz and Blues at Robbie's Restaurant. We would have had a Sunday afternoon series at uh, It's Always After Five. We would have had Artist on the Plaza on the Old State Capitol South Lawn, noon hour Wednesday, and we would have had music mar at the market Saturday morning at the Old Capitol Farmer's Market. That, those things couldn't happen for, for because of the pandemic, um, Robbie's Restaurant closed, funding dried up, local food is serious, not social, so um, we could not manage those five performance series. Along the way, I've been applying for grants from a multitude of sources, and very recently, 
received one from the Illinois Arts Council Agency through their Arts Relief Fund. And that is the source of the money for this short concert series called Artists on Atom. In previous years, actually for over 30 years, it's been Artists on the Plaza. Those concerts in all those other years were supported by downtown merchants and restaurateurs. This is not a year to be asking for sponsorships as all of them struggle to regain their footing. So um, I was able to get a grant to manage the series, knowing that the amount of the grant would determine how many performances there could be. The Arts Council always pays the performers who work with us and the visual artists also. So we got enough money through the Arts Relief Fund to stage 10 concerts. Now the old state capitol is not yet open to the public. While people can walk the path on those grounds, we cannot yet gather there. So we went off in search of another host. I knew that the city on a trial basis had closed Adams Street, and so we approached the management of Cafe Moxo, itself having been one of those sponsors in other years for Artists on the Plaza, and they enthusiastically agreed to host us on that Adams family patio for the next five weeks. We'll be there Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock p.m. It's open to the public. Children and pets are welcome. There'll be some shade from umbrellas and trees, and it's the best local talent we could book. Awesome. What do you have uh, going on this week, this Tuesday and Thursday? Tomorrow we premiere on July 7th with Monica Hay. She's a wonderful solo vocalist, and she does a wide variety of music. And then on Thursday, July 9th, it's Bertrell Yates, a young man who's found a way to combine music and poetry. Monica has performed often for artists on the plaza over the years. Bertrell Yates will this will be his first time performing on our series. That sounds great. That do you think that this it, maybe in addition to arts on plaza in the future that this might become um a regular thing as well. You might do a similar um Arts artists on Adams maybe is its own thing. You, you, I think this this sounds really good. I think you guys are gonna. It does, doesn't it? Say yeah. it has a nice ring to it. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, yes, the Arts Council is always open to partnership, eager to collaborate. We have to think about time. We have to think about money. But beyond that, the more we can do to employ local artists and to make their talent available to everyone in Sangamon and Menard County, we're ready. Great. That is awesome. Sheila, we will talk to you next week as well to see who is coming up next week after these uh, wonderful performances this week. Where can people reach you? Where can they reach the Springfield Arts Council? 
We have a Facebook page at Springfield Arts Co. Updated as quickly as we book the performers. We also have a website, uh, www.springfieldartsco.com. And we have Instagram and Twitter accounts also. So that's, you can find us through the internet and those social media ways. Uh, you also can just call the office. I or one of the two great interns that are working here this summer will answer any and all questions. And the phone number is 217-753-3519. All right. So those performances starting tomorrow, that's at noon, you said? Right. Yeah. It's noon. noon to one. Come and go as you need to. They're completely free to the public. Wonderful. Sheila, thank you so much for talking to me. It was good to talk to you again. We will do this next week. Thank you so much. Stay well, everyone. This is my interview with Sheila Walk. Take a little break and then way out Wednesday on a Saturday. Welcome back to another edition of Way Out Wednesday. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. And this is Way Out Wednesday. I just, <laughs> yeah, you, I just, just <laughs> you really want to let them know it's Way Out Wednesday. I want you to know, in case you didn't know that it's Way Out Wednesday, it is well, Way Out Wednesday. And the thing about Way Out Wednesday is we're covering stories that we just don't think gets enough coverage because there's so much else going on in the world. The, yeah. These are stories that may have slipped through the cracks. So we just want to fill you in and make you a better informed consumer of news and all things cultural. Yes. And maybe have a few laughs maybe. along the way. We'll see. For example, now I have uh, maybe not been on a whole lot of vacations in my life. Um, you need to take more. I do need to take more. Now, let me tell you something. What, what is the most exotic or the like the best hotel you've stayed at? The best hotel I've ever stayed at? Um, Grand Floridian Disney World. Nice. Amazing. Nice. Amazing hotel. But does it have anything... On this hotel in South Africa, oh, okay. which is parked, it's a train that's parked on a bridge, and it's now a luxury hotel. <laughs> okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I got to walk across a rickety tra- train bridge yep. to go to this hotel. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a train? It's a train. The train just stopped in the middle of the bridge, and they're like, you know something? Th- this will be a good place for a hotel. Because they, they, they were going to finish this, um, but, you know. There's no opening date of the hotel yet because of COVID-19, right? Right. But, uh, you know, this, it's called the Bridge House. Well, and, uh, that's a, that, that's a snappy that a name. One? That's, that's a pretty good name, name, right? That's that's turning lemons into lemonade right there. Yeah. And if you stay at the hotel, you'll get meals and, well, of course, hopefully you get meals staying in a nice yeah, hotel. But, yeah, I would imagine so. You at least get a bowl of cereal for breakfast. But you also get a tour of the uh, wildlife um, around. Uh, uh 
around the bridge? Or like the the birds oh, land oh. on the bridge and you go, oh, look, there's a bird on the Well, I would imagine so. We're suspended on a yeah. bridge. Yes. Uh, th- probably that, too. <laughs> okay. Maybe more like, like a park nearby. But, yes, I think also they'll say, all right, if you look out this window, there's, there's another bird. That pi- see, that pigeon's got a... <laughs> <laughs> Look at our, all our wonderful flying rats, the pigeons that are all over the place. Rats. Oh, there's a there's it's in the water. Look, there's Look a down there. There's a, there's See, a we're in a bridge. See, look at this. Look at that. There's fish. All right. You pay us our money. That'd be five hundred and twenty dollars, please, and thank you. Ridiculous. All right. <laughs> On a. Uh, this is creepy. This this really is creepy. We're gonna we're gonna put this picture up here, and um, if you've ever seen the thing. Uh, you, oh, great movie! Great underrated. movie. I love the great movie. The great movie of the thing. The great movie of the thing. Yeah, it's underrated. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's underrated, and it's, it's a, a Kurt Russell. It's Kurt, classic. A Kurt Russell stone cold classic. Yes. No pun intended there. Pun intended. Actually, that was my <laughs> joke that I intended the pun. But so, what? It, why we're talking about the thing is, this woman had to leave her house. Um, uh, after the pandemic, uh, she, yeah, she she left. She, was she like, left. Get out of town. She's, so she went uh, with her boyfriend in, into quarantine for three months. Now she had this bag of potatoes. Now, uh, if you leave potatoes out for too long, instead of like spoiling and you know rotting, they will just start to grow. Their roots will grow everywhere. Sprout everywhere. Yes. So. <laughs> So the the headline for this it was wonderful. Terrified woman. Terrified is in quotes. You know, okay, I guess they think she is ah, ter- terrified. Huh? Okay. Terrified woman returns to find mutant potatoes have taken over her flat. That is great. It is a little unnerving. I'm not gonna lie. If you're not ready for that, yeah, right? you come home. I would after jump three months, and you see like tentacles scrolling out across the wall. Yeah, you got to think, what in the world is living here? Yes, that is, that that was that was terrifying. Yeah. If, if she was smart, what she should have done was like stick uh, the batteries and had a clock. So yeah, that thing would have ran. <laughs> that's what I learned. That's the yeah. one thing I know about potatoes: delicious to eat in many forms, and I can make a clock out of them somehow. Yeah, that's what I learned in school, ladies and gentlemen. That's and you know what she could do? She could do one of the. You know, one they had a um, a while ago. They had this production of Sweeney Todd that was done in like. Um, a meat pie shop, okay. and it was like this. They should do a little shop of horrors, but With they should potato- have it. They should, but they should have it in her house, so she keep letting the potatoes grow, just grow and grow and, just and have grow. These vines and yeah, feed me, feed me. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, in the news, TikTok was a big thing. We talk about quarantine and everything yes. else. That's how a lot of people uh, kind of pass the time by doing TikTok challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gentleman, whose middle name should be Ain't Kevin Wise, middle name should be Ain't, <laughs> decided. It would be a good idea to go to uh, the old Bass Pro Shop in Bossier City, Louisiana. Yeah. And take a nice little swim in the aquarium. Oh, okay. Frowned upon. Probably shouldn't. It, it, for, for our locals here that are watching in the local Springfield area, uh, it'd be like someone diving into the Shields Aquarium and saying, I need a nice little backstroke, just get, a little, yeah. get, get my workout in, Yeah, and not, swim on. not somebody trying to clean it either. Somebody was like, man, this is refreshing. I need to swim with the fish, with the wildlife. Yeah, no scuba, no, no scuba yeah. just, ca- just khaki shorts, cargo shorts, and whatever dumb T-shirt he was wearing, oh, Kevin ate wise. <laughs> when they finally, he was able to get away with it. He jumped in and got out of there fast enough, but they were able to track him down because he was on video. Because <laughs> this is great. I lo- yeah. It's- and, and when the cops asked him why in the hell he decided to take a dip in this aquarium, old Kevin ain't wise said, "Quote: I said if I got two thousand likes, I would jump in the tank. I got way more than two hundred, and I didn't want to be a liar." Well, 
I there's, mean, he's a man that stands on principle because I can't I can't argue with that. I mean, if there's one thing about the people on TikTok, you want to make sure you don't come off looking bad no. to the people on TikTok because yeah. they're not judgy at all about anything. No, no, uh, no, no, but so nobody's judgy on the internet. That, that's literally it's not at happened. all, not at all. Uh, good old Kevin ain't wise. Kevin ain't wise. <laughs> and finally, last week, if you recall, on way out Wednesday, we discussed the man who had caterpillars in his broccoli. Yes. How would you like some iguana in your pizza? Um, and that's not don't Urban Dictionary that kids. I, don't <laughs> Urban Dictionary iguana in your pizza. At least not in mixed company. That would not yeah, be good. Yeah. Might have to turn off your search history for that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's an that's an incognito it's tab. An incog- <laughs> so anyway, Pizza Mambo in West Palm Beach, Florida, was forced to close for a day last week, following inspection by the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation. The reason being, uh, they found a. Frozen 80-pound dead iguana stashed in the freezer. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hmm. Now, the story gets even more bizarre. Basically found out that uh, it was stored in a separate freezer away from the restaurant. This was the owner's uh, big to-do, mm-hmm. saying, well, we don't need to be closed down. Uh, it was away from the food uh, because it was gifted, and then he just had to stash it in a freezer. Okay. First <laughs> of all, was it gifted alive, and he didn't know what to do with it and put it in the freezer? Or was it gifted as an 80-pound dead iguana and someone said, here, I don't know, happy... That's what I want to know. That's the weirdest <laughs> gift ever. It's like, it's like, here, here's a pet iguana. Like, oh, I'll be right back. And he puts him in the freezer and he just forgets about it. That's probably what happened. That's horrible. But why, why would you, you put the iguana you... in the freezer in the first place? It's they're cold-blooded anyways. They don't need to yeah. be in the freezer. But they need to be out in the sun. Yes. Oh, Gee. Come on, Mambo. People. Pizza Mambo. Anything with Mambo in it, terrible, by the Pizza. way. Mambo, Mambo number five, all awful. Oh, Mambo's number five is a fun it's I'm a not saying song. it's good. I'm saying it's a fun song. Uh, it's, 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 right. There's nothing fun about okay. Mambo number five or Dead Iguana. <laughs> That's, yeah. Nothing well, fun about that. I'm with, you, I'm with you on that one. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, another edition here of Way Out Wednesday. And most likely be back to you next week it's, with an. Assuming no one goes through our search history now. Yeah. If they find that at work here, mm, yeah. we not back next week. Yeah, don't touch my computer. Never yeah, mind. watch out. <laughs> Scrub it. So we have a different uh, a different petition from Change.org now. Uh, recently, you've heard and read about in the news all sorts of uh, Confederate statues and flags being taken take down, down. Take them down. Take them down, right? Yeah. And the... Uh, find suitable replacements. Fi- yes, find suitable replacements. And it looks like... Louisiana might have the perfect solution. Now, one of Louisiana's most famous citizens they want to replace the statues and all these with. um, I'm trying to think of Louisiana citizens off the top of my head. Dr. John, isn't he he from there, the musician? Yeah, well, you would think so. uh, A different musician they're thinking of, Britney Spears. Oh, really? Yes. Britney Spears Memorial Park? Yes, that's, I mean, I think because. I I guess not Memorial, she's still alive. Anyway. Yeah, but you can still remember her because she's she's pretty great. I mean, Britney is still going strong. Yeah. Still making news, still performing. Uh, definitely longer than the Confederacy lasted, oh, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. Bigger contribution to society and popular culture than, Agreed. Agreed. than the Confederacy. Why the hell not have Britney Spears' statue in Louisiana? We're going to break for news, and then we come back, bottom of the bargain bin. It's time for bottom of the bargain bin with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of Bottom of the Bargain Bin. 
in a movie that, yes, I actually did find this one in the bargain bin. Didn't order it offline or anything, but I did know about this for a long time. In fact, I think I even referenced it in one of my other videos. Now, one of my favorite movies probably ever is RoboCop. It, it fluctuates from, you know, my top three. Sometimes it's my number one. I don't know. But it, I love that movie so much. I've seen it so many times. I own way too many <laughs> different copies of it on different uh, different sorts of media. But so I, I, so I was really upset when they remade the movie in 2014. Because I was like, oh my goodness, this movie's so good as is, they don't need to remake it. But, a popular movie coming out of a franchise that people love and admire. Oh, that's prime real estate for our friends over at the Asylum. That's right, they had to cash in on some of that RoboCop action. And they did, with a movie called Android Cop. When I first saw this in the bargain bin, and I first popped it in, I said, oh... They're just going to rip off RoboCop. Either the original or the new one. And they kind of do. But this movie takes a bunch of different movies. Specifically Terminator and Dirty Harry. And a little bit of the Aliens movies from Ridley Scott. Uh, they just, just a hot pot. of different references and scenes that they just took straight out of the other movies. So, you look at the box art. And this is why I thought it was originally going to be just a complete ripoff of RoboCop. They have the exact same tagline. The future of law enforcement. It's something they actually say in the movie. Who are you guys? You can just call us the future of law enforcement. <laughs> and also looking at this box art starring Michael Jai White. Wait, but he's like an actual actor. I mean, he's... He's, he's been in stuff. He was the Dark Knight. He was in Spawn. What's he wasting his time in this movie for? Well, he's done a lot of direct-to-TV movies, and I must say, he's one of the only good things in this movie. I mean, he's trying. The, the, the material he's given is not good. This is, I'm going to put it out here right now. This is a, not the best movie ever. I mean, they take this line directly from RoboCop 3. You call for Called for backup. And then the main crux of the story is definitely from Robocop with the character trying to figure out who he is, why he's this machine. Except it'd be like in, in Robocop, though. Let me give you an example. The main character, Alex Murphy, gets killed at the beginning of the movie, and you see him become Robocop. I like it almost like you are Robocop watching it. But like just imagine if that movie didn't explain to you that what happened to him was he became a robot until, like, the last 30 minutes. That's what happens in this movie. And be 100% honest and say that did catch me off guard because I really wasn't expecting it. But then five seconds later when I thought about it, I'm like, oh, of course. It's an asylum movie. They're going to pull some stupid plot twist on me like that. So Michael Jai White plays Hammond, who is the main cop in this movie, who turns out to be an android, but... At the beginning of the movie, he's almost treated as like a Dirty Harry type character because when he finds out he has to be teamed up with Kendall over here, he's like, I don't like them. They're robots. 
And this is one of my biggest criticisms with the movie. This has been happening for a long time with movies that are sci-fi or some other genre where they have the main character as a black cop who is prejudiced against this other cop who is either another race or, in this case, a robot. And the movie thinks it's really smart in making some sort of message about race relations. And no, this movie falls flat with that. And it's, it's just awkward. They don't stick the landing. And it's just kind of embarrassing and tone deaf. This movie takes place in the future, in Los Angeles. And there was this big earthquake that destroyed a good portion of Los Angeles, causing a reactor to explode. And from what people think, poisoned these people with radiation poisoning that live there. Now, the main plot ends up being that the food drops that the military is bringing are they're poisoning these people and there was no nuclear reaction or any sort of nuclear fallout that causes this so people being radiated was a lie and the only reason they lied about this is so they could control the price of the land this sci-fi movie this sci-fi cop movie may i add is about real estate so the objective now is these characters have to get this message out to the media. So in scenes taken from RoboCop, Terminator 3 of all movies, and of course aliens with the whole white blood thing, they attempt to make their way there. However, as we see from the mayor's daughter, she's one of the other main characters following them. She's sort of this activist fighter who doesn't like her father, or her father doesn't like her, it goes both ways, I guess, because he's a powerful politician and she's, I guess, against the causes that he's for. Yeah, it's one of those things. The main reason they're in this quarantine zone is they have to find her surrogate body because what we eventually find out is the plot twist is that Hammond is actually an android cop and the mayor's daughter is an android and they can be controlled uh, wirelessly from their bodies? Okay. I'll buy it, I guess. The problem is, there are some crooked cops in the system that have been pulling some strings in the background, and they might have even been consorting with the mayor a little bit. And this comes to a head when they realize that our heroes are going to spill the beans about their property tax scheme, and they shut off their life support systems and say, Game over! But not really, because they still make it to the hospital just in time, or, well, at least our, uh, our our android cop buddy over here makes his way there with his unchanging, stone-cold expression. I joked about them ripping off RoboCop, does the exact same finale they do in RoboCop, however... Instead of the, the stuffed shirt who's pulling the strings, instead of him getting killed by Robocop, he just kills himself. And it was revealed that this whole time, the mayor's daughter was under sedation so they could trap him. Alright, cool. So, Hammond dies. Except not really, because they bring him back as an android, and then he and Mr. Android Cop, who they call Andy, because his name is too long... You know, uh, another one of those jokes, get it? 
Anyway, they ride off into the sunset together having their funny little banter, and that is it for the movie. The end, Android Cop. Listen, I've talked mad smack on this movie, but I had fun watching it. Maybe it's because I like RoboCop and some other sci-fi movies this rips off a lot, and I just, <laughs> I'm just laughing along with it. And honestly, there are some okay performances here. I mean, the best is obviously Michael J. White. He does the best he can, given the awful script. And it's, just, I don't know, <laughs> movies like this are just funny to me. And I mean, the ending is just weird, but I had fun with it. I can't really give this a strong recommendation, because it's not a good movie. But it isn't the worst I've seen either, so this movie is okay, and if you see it on TV at some point, you can cap it on in the background. Maybe you don't need to watch the whole thing. Taking a short break, and then we're going to come back with Gus Gordon talking about Songs for a New World, and to hear a little bit of the cast recording of Songs for a New World. It's all coming up. <laughs> Gus Gordon talking about Songs for a New World. In the past couple of weeks, we've started to see uh, some performances, whether they be virtual, some social distance, have been popping up here and there. Right. Um, and last time we talked, you raised the possibility of doing a show with a smaller cast and uh, performing it in some sort of social distance way. And you, I understand, have a very big update on that. What's going on at the Hoagland coming up? Well, Kevin, we certainly do. Um, we had heard from one of our licensing houses... Um, and that's the group that holds the, the rights to perform shows, um, that they were going to try something a little different. They were going to, the very for the very first time ever, make shows available for all kinds of theater groups, professional, community, uh, high school. They were going to allow certain groups to be able to perform a show virtually, online, either through streaming a live performance or capturing a live performance and then running it at a scheduled time or even doing a video on demand component that someone could, uh, you know, pay to see a show and watch it, you know, within a 48 hour period. And there would be kind of a unlimited time frame where someone could watch the performance. So we were really intrigued by that. And the company that did this is called Music Theater International. And they're the ones that hold the rights to a lot of the big, big shows that we produced um, each year. We, mm -hmm. we produce at least one if not three or four MTI shows each year at the Hoagland. So this was great news. You know, the uh, the composers and the authors are suffering just as much as the actors and the directors and the, and the venues. They're not making any money when no one's producing their show. So this new method allows them to get rights, get royalties for their works, and then allows the producers and the actors and the directors and singers and musicians the chance to you know, use their creative muscles again in a very small and very different way. Good. That's, yeah, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be a game changer um, for sure. I think so. Yeah. 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 So with this new possibility, um, what right. is the show that you are going to be producing coming up? Okay. Well, we have secured the rights to perform a show by uh, Jason Robert Brown, called uh, Songs for a New World. We had hoped, our original idea was to present a show called The Last Five Years, also by Jason Robert Brown. Mm -hmm. We were going to bring back a production we had done last year. Oh, yes. Very simple. Great Two production. people. 
they, they, thank you. Thank yes. you. Uh, yeah. Damien Kaplan, Mary Kate Smith were in that. Craig Williams, the second directed. Um, it, it was a great show. Corey Brown was the music director for that. And it was perfect in my mind because you had two actors. They never interacted except for one moment. So mm-hmm. it is the perfect social distancing show. Yeah. However, that one has not been released for performance, unfortunately. So we thought, well... Um, I've already talked with Damien and Mary-Kate and Craig and Corey and everybody. What else is similar? And then we remembered, well, there's this other small show that is primarily soloist. Uh, there is there is some group singing that we'll have to figure out how to stage effectively and stage safely. But um, it's, it's a lot easier to produce something small like this than it is to do um, something rotten which was a big musical that we actually had scheduled for this time frame. Mm-hmm. We're going to um, tape the show and then run it on certain nights, August 21st, August 22nd, and August 23rd, one weekend, 7 o'clock performance each night. And then following that, we will likely make the, um, the, the recording available via video on demand. We haven't worked all that out yet. We're trying just to get through that first weekend. And that's the same weekend we were going to do Something Rotten, which is a very, very funny show set in the time of William Shakespeare. Huge cast, huge dancing, huge costumes, huge sets. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that right now. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, you just can't do that because people are, you know, hugging. In some cases, there are a couple of love stories in it and people kissing. Yeah. Um, You know, a, a lot of huffing and puffing when people are tap dancing it just Mm -hmm. it's not the right time to do that show we'll do it again next year or the year after so this is a way to start trying to bring new content this isn't this isn't something we tape and we're bringing back this is something we're creating new for this event and i think it's a really dynamic show um a lot of great music it's a show that a lot of a lot of younger theater goers goers are very familiar with. It's very popular, so I think this will be the perfect show to try on the streaming platform as we, you know, have a brave new world. One other thing, Kevin, I wanted to mention: we had really thought about trying to do this in the theater with just 50 people in the audience in our very big theater, because theoretically. You know, you're, you're allowed crowds of up to 50 people. Right. It just it just didn't feel right at the moment. Yeah. There's so much uncertainty. We're watching states that reopened now having to close back up again. So we decided let's take let's take the um, cautious approach for this first attempt. And if things continue to get better, then we'll open up the doors a little bit more to let the public back in. But. You know, our primary goal is to keep everyone safe, the the staff, the cast, the audience, uh, the volunteers. We want to keep everyone safe. And it just didn't feel right at this moment to bring people back in the building. It will at some point. Uh, There's no question in my mind that this too shall pass. But we didn't want to, you know, overstep right off the bat. We wanted to try this. Um, and I and I think songs for a new world will be a great way to to do that. Yes, I absolutely think it will. Uh, this production of Songs of a New World, uh, briefly touched on, it'll have a, a similar uh, a similar staff and cast to um, the last five years, right? You said right, exactly. Uh, the show will be directed by Craig Williams II, who's a very popular director in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig has directed our productions of The Wiz and. Um, and of course, the last five years, and uh, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. He just does a great job, oh, yeah. and we're always 
thrilled to work with Craig. Um, the cast features Justin Carter from News Channel 20. Yep. Um, Jasmine French, who was a knockout in our production of Memphis last year. Mm-hmm. And Justin yeah. was a knockout in Memphis last yes. year. They were both wonderful. Yeah. Um, Mary-Kate Smith, of course, who mm-hmm. is a local legend. And Damian Kaplan, also a local legend in the uh, performing community. And this is this is the kind of music that's right in their wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. It has a real pop and rock feel to it. And um, so that this is what they excel at. Um, Reggie Guyton and Craig Williams are going to be designing the lights together. And then Craig's brother, Kurt Bob Williams, will be designing the sound for us. And Brett Rutherford will be doing projections. So cool. we're going to have, right. you know, backgrounds. Um, and, and Brett will be designing those for us uh, just to give it that really up-to-the-moment feel and a real, um, real tech-savvy kind of feel to it. And speaking of the tech, we're, we're very fortunate. Um, I've talked with both Jeremy Geckner and Dave Kane, who is a resident here at the Hoagland, and both have mountains of experience with video production. Oh, yeah. They're going to help us. We're, we're still lining out all the details, but they both agreed and volunteered to be of service to help us get this recorded and make it as slick and as, um, as professional as possible. Oh, yeah. Multiple camera angles, soundboard stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be exactly yeah, that's exactly now we will do it um as we will tape it live mm-hmm. um we're not going to be making a movie that's not right. the point this will be a stage production oh, yeah. that is photographed but it will have a multiple camera set up and um and then be preserved as if it were a live performance not it won't be as grand as hamilton obviously um but well, it, it'll, it'll be, be it'll be really good style. yeah and it'll be it'll really, be in that yeah. style and and these are these are these performers, these musicians, um, these technical people are some of the best in the area. Oh, yeah. And I know they'll do a great job. And I didn't. I got to mention Corey Brown again. Corey, oh, yeah. is just a great um, musical director and orchestra director. Um, and any show Corey is a part of is just outstanding. And uh, Damian Kaplan will be working with the vocals, and Corey will be working with the band and the orchestrations. We're, again, we're still trying to figure this all out because this just became available. Mm-hmm. We've been thinking about it, um, but it just became available. So we're really excited to to uh, to test this out, test the waters, and, and see how it turns out. And more importantly, to see how the public responds to it. We're all kind of, you know, on overload of you know watching things on our computer screens. Mm-hmm. But so we're testing the waters to see if this is a viable way to present a show. It will be a ticketed event. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the very simple thing is, we, we simply have to make money right now. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah. Like like every other performance venue in the country, and like every other business in the country, we are mm-hmm. suffering greatly from uh, a lack of income. Yeah. And so we're we're trying this new way to try to raise money. So. It's not a, an out-and-out fundraiser necessarily, but there will be a ticket price. Um, it'll be the same as it is when you come to see a show here in the building. It'll be $20 mm-hmm. for a single ticket. And if you are watching as a family or as a couple um, or as you know a bunch of friends or whatever uh, who all live together and have socially distanced, then there's a, a $30 fee that we're requesting. Um, and we're, we're just hopeful that people will understand that this is a fundraiser and they will they will honor that if they are watching in a group of more than just one person. Of course, yeah, def- definitely. Um, it's still really reasonable, and um, oh yeah, absolutely. The, the quality I, yeah. of talent we have put together for this, I, I think it will be um, 
kind of a, a, a nice way to to bring the arts back to the area. Yes. Um, you know, oddly enough, there is a production of Songs for a New World that will be doing something similar. I think it's uh, based in London. Mm-hmm. And it has some big name uh, performers, especially if you're familiar with London theater. But and I was concerned about that. I thought, well, that that stinks that they're doing that, too. But yeah. and you can watch that. And theoretically, you could watch our production in other states, yeah. in the United States. But I think it's the local angle. It's the local performers that people know, um, that people have enjoyed and seen. And, of course, Justin brings in a lot of the TV audience with him that mm-hmm. that, um, that uh, he's really built over the past couple of years. So I really think the local component will be, be important to this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and yes, that definitely this production already sounds like it will be well worth the price so absolutely people definitely want to see this and and, and if people want to uh, keep up on updates on this production and uh, what's going on with it where can they reach you on Facebook or reach, reach the Hoagland on Facebook sure well the, the best way to do it is to go to our website um, at hcfta.org we'll be having information we don't have information up yet about this on our face mm-hmm. on our on our website right. we will um, what I do want to point out is we're using a different ticketing system for this event mm-hmm. because it is online we're not using our traditional ticketing system so you won't be able to buy tickets on our website We'll have a link that you takes you to a different website where you can purchase the tickets. Thanks for listening today. If you missed any segments, go to WMAY.com slash arts and entertainment to listen to all of them. We'll be back next Saturday at 11 a.m. Here is the opening song of Songs for a New World. Missed a segment. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? You can find it at WMAY.com slash arts and entertainment. You can hear the full show, some of the clips, some of the things you might not even hear on the air. Interactive appetite, searching for a website, a window to the world, got to get online. Take the spin, now you're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. Thank you once again for listening in. I will see you next week here at 11 a.m. News Talk 94.7 and 970 W. M-A-Y.